This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Let me throw some numbers at you for Derrick Henry. And for those of you who want to talk about uh, and, and Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry dominates defenders. You see how he runs and just runs over people? For those of you who love football, young, young, young fans, young fans, NFL Films, YouTube, wherever you want to go, look up games, game film on Earl Campbell. Houston Oilers, late 70s, 80s. Earl Campbell. Dominant. Okay, different era. Yeah, dominant. Listen, Derrick Henry's stats uh, since 2018. 215 carries, 303 carries, 378 carries, 219 carries, 349 carries. He's got, in his career, 1,750 carries for 8,335 yards, averaging on his career just under five yards per carry. Okay? five Averaging just under five yards per carry. Big fella. Can move. All right? Longs of 99, 75, 74, 94, 76. This is long. Long runs. Okay? 78 career touchdowns. That's the last guy you can think of, really, that is a one-back in a one-back dominant offense. Everybody else is floating two, two and three backs. It's running back by committee for just about everybody else in the NFL. Of course, there's some exceptions. But, you, you know, you don't have where they, the number one guy has a lot of carries, but it may not be that amount of yards. Could be some more yards. Could be more combined yards. Okay, it might be where they have more yards running and receiving. Okay? But even he's got almost 1,300 receiving yards. So he's a, there's no question he's a complete back. But he, when you think about a guy that's on the field in the running back position a lot for a team, that's Derrick Henry. Now, when his contract comes up, I don't know what he's going to be able to do. He should be able to get another set of contracts, but I bet you it won't be a two, three-year deal because of the position that he plays. I'm not saying it's fair. What I'm saying is that's business in the National Football League right now. Nothing personal. They're betting that I can get, as I said, lower draft choices, run them into the ground, don't have to pay them a lot of money. Give me another set when I run them into the ground or when their money comes up and they want to, I don't want to pay them. I can keep running them. High injury position, physical position. But that's all I have to do. I can get, I can find somebody else. Jet fans, last season when Brees Hall went down, how excited were you about Bam Knight? Bam Knight's not making $10 million a year. 
Okay? And neither is Brees Hall. There's always a running back that you can find. Are they going to be? Am I saying that the running back that, let's say, Saquon holds out and doesn't come into camp, am I saying the next running back that the Giants find is going to be as good as Saquon Barkley? Probably not. May not be. But I bet you from their standpoint, we get two guys in here that can split up the, the production and pay less money. That's money we can put to something at some another position that we need that's more valuable in our mind than what the running back position is right now in the National Football League. Because, which is the other issue, nobody else is going to pay him. Supply and demand. Basic economics. Mitch is in East Windsor. Mitch, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. Thanks for taking my call. You got it, Mitch. What's up? I mean, come on. A good running back makes the offense even better. It's a mistake. Maybe they should change the rules. If they get hurt so easily, look look what he can do to a running back. He can only touch the wide receiver. He definitely can't mess with the quarterback. Otherwise, your team's be climbing for two or three cool. You wouldn't have that game in the playoffs with the 49ers and the Eagles. They had to bring, they, they couldn't have three quarterbacks. I always thought they had they dressed three quarterbacks. You got to have a good running back. It's a mistake. I think you even have a decent one to, to back up the one in case he does, because it's one of the most dangerous positions in football. Of, co- of course, you're gonna, you want to put all your eggs in, in, in your higher investments. You, you treat them, you know, you, like, like a second banana, like a third-class citizen. Shoot, I'm hoping, hoping that I'm not hurting anybody's feelings there, but you got to make these run backs. Uh, you got to make the position a little safer. And the, and these teams are making a mistake by letting, not giving them a, a long-term contract, I think, at least three years. Well, I hear what you're saying, Mitch, but they're not going to do it. Thanks for the phone call. They're not going to do it. Why would they? At this point, once again, I can draft a couple of young running backs. And they may not be as good as my number one guy. But they got speed. They got pretty good hands. They got quickness. You know, quick to the quick to the line, slow through the hole. I'm just saying. They do it. I can get two running backs for the price of one. Or I'm just going to run the run running back until the contract is up. And then I'll figure out what I got to do. I've got five years. Okay? got five years. Once I draft them, I got, what, four or five years. I can run them and run them and run them. And then I see where they are. But once again... When you draft, here's the issue that even makes it worse for the Giants. Because they drafted Saquon so high, that's a slot. That, that The second overall pick, that's a, that, that's, that's a quarterback slot. That's a, what did I say? That's a Hall of Fame slot. That's a, that's a great quarterback. That's a, uh, uh, you, you, it's hard for you to even take an offensive lineman that high. Some people will say, you're not, I know you're not taking an offensive lineman number two overall. Even that, some people would say, I'm not doing that. Number two overall. That, that spot's reserved for a quarterback or perhaps a, a pass-rushing dominant defensive lineman. Pass-rushing dominant. 
And in some cases, yes, depending on you might take an offensive lineman. You might. Number two, you might. You're not taking a running back. You're not. Not that high because you're not going to pay him. And the other position like that is safety. I mean, listen, Jet fans were like, Jamal Adams was a phenomenal player. Okay? And I know that the Jets really liked him and they drafted him. You could have had Deshaun Watson in that spot too. But they passed. They went with Jamal Adams. You're not going to pay a safety that much. Corner, yes. Safety, no. So you have to watch where you draft these, these players. And I understand how talented Saquon Barkley was coming out of Penn State. I get it. He was dominant. Everybody was talking about him being a high first-round pick. Not number two. Not number two. Tommy's in Connecticut. What's up, Tommy? Larry, good evening. What's up, bud? Everything's good, Tommy. What's happening, my friend? Uh, just, you know, this whole Saquon thing's got me thinking about just just running backs in general. And I so I heard uh, – I heard Greeny this morning. He was actually on his own show. I don't know if you know. Uh, he did that. Uh, but he, he quoted the uh, – or misquoted the old country song, Mamas don't let your babies grow up to be running backs. Mm. Which, I, I, it's just true, man. You just – you're not going to – so I, I look at these front office guys, and it's hard, you know, because we're, we're sports fans. But you have to look at it from a front office perspective. Why wouldn't you try and draft a running back in the back of the first round, have the fifth-year option, have two franchise years, and then just say, you're on your own now? Yeah. It's it's a tough game, man. It's – Tommy, it's very simple. It's unemotional business. It's dollars and cents. It's not, this guy's been great in the community. This guy's done a great job representing this team. This guy's not embarrassed us at all. And to be honest, isn't that the way it should be anyway? Isn't that, isn't that the way professionals are? And I'm not saying people can't make mistakes, but we always add that, right? We always say, you know, oh, man, what a great – in this case, Saquon, and it's a 1,000% right. He's big in the community. He does great things off the field. He represents the Giants on the field. He does everything you would want a player to represent your franchise. Everything. But this is about dollars and cents. Now – Jordan Runon, when he was on the K show with Don and Dan, indicated that he thinks this is going to be the last year that Saquon is on the Giants because there's some animosity in this whole thing. Their egos and relationships were kind of torched a little bit in this negotiation. 
Oh, 100%. I mentioned this, and you know, I kind of got a thumbs up from someone in Saquon's camp after I said it in publicly. I think this is the beginning of the end of Saquon Barkley with the New York Giants. I mean, think about it. According to him, the deal was not sufficient, so they did not, they were unwilling to commit to him long-term to what he thought was sufficient. So whether that means give him hell and make sure he doesn't get the franchise tag next year, be unhappy throughout this year, whatever it may be, I think it's the beginning of the end, and at some point, Saquon Barkley is going to be playing for another team, not being the New York Giants. And what will that contract look like? If he's going to another team, well, would it be Minnesota who let Dalvin Cook go? Who's trying to get $6 million? <laughs> I mean, it's really hard when you don't have the leverage to be in a situation where you can go and make another deal with another team. In a position that teams just aren't willing to pay for. They just aren't. And it's it's unfair. If you're a fan and you love Saquon, you're like, this is unfair. But on the other side, and you can be honest with me, if he got injured, this season, hypothetically, and you gave him a multi-year deal, would you not be the same person calling me, telling me how bad Joe, Sh- how bad a job Joe Shane did by signing Saquon to a multi-year deal, knowing that he had missed 20-some games, got an injury history, that he was good in a, quote, contract year, unquote, stayed healthy? I mean, be honest. Would you not be that same person? More of your calls next on 987 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. DPH, Dave Rothenberg, Bart Scott, Alan Hot, and other special guests. And all proceeds benefit the Garden of Dreams Foundation. Individual tickets for cocktails and dinner are also available. It's the ESPN New York Tee It Up Golf Challenge presented by 658 Casino Hotel. And brought to you by Don Julio Tequila, Don Julio Tequila, All-American Auto Group, Kettle One Vodka, Smart Water, White Claw Hard Seltzer, Aviation American Gin, Jogernaut Wines, and Swept Ginger Ale. To learn more, you can at ESPNNewYorkGolf.com. Hardesty and for Dan on 98.7 ESPN. Love you. Want to talk about Saquon? Let's do it. Let's go to James in Queens. James, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry, how are you? Great, James. What's up? Hey, uh, listen, I'm not a Giant fan. In fact, if they went 0-17, I'll be happy. But th- I'm calling about Saquon because I, 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 I support him. And the bottom line is a lot of these running backs in the league, you could go back to Earl Campbell, who could barely walk right now. Mm. And the way the NFL treats these guys and how the Players Association continues to sign these these extensions of the contract without guaranteed contracts is ridiculous. It's I, I, I don't understand it. Then on top of it, they extend the season to 17 games. Then they're going to probably in the next few years down the road, 18 games. And guys like Barkley who are playing for the league minimum, not a league minimum, well, I'll be fair about it, 12, 11, 10, 11 that million dollars a year. And you got a guy like Deshaun Watson making $50 million a year, all guaranteed. And Barkley's putting his neck out on the line 20 to 30 plays a game. 
I mean, am I the only one who sees it this way? You're right, James. You're a thousand percent right. Thanks for the phone call. You are. Running back, considering that you, if you look at the quarterback now, you get the penalty. I mean, you can do whatever you want to to a running back. You could tackle him, hit him hard, do whatever. Do whatever. More physical, higher, higher rate of injury, definitely. But the guaranteed contract thing is, you know, once again, it's the more valued position. And right now, quarterback, pass rusher, O-lineman, usually left tackle, corner, those are the positions of choice where you really spend the money and put forth much of your guaranteed dollars, especially quarterback. But, you know, Courtney Williams, defensive tackle, Paid very well. But once again, it's not right now. Right now. And I, and here's the thing. And Jordan and I talked about it last week. I don't. We don't see it changing. We don't see how this is how this is going to change over the next couple of years. The running back position is going to be the low position on the totem pole. Just is. Corey's in Edison. What's up, Corey? Hey, Larry, thanks for taking the call. You got um, it. So you're spot on about, you know, the value of running back across the league. Um, you know, it's sad, but it's just true. But I think specifically with the Giants situation, um, it, it's shown Shane was looking at this team and he said, you know what, I think we have a contender. I think he'd spend the money. But because I think even with Saquon, he still views himself as the third best team in that division and doesn't see them, you know, holding down Lombardi in the next two years, he's not going to spend the money, right? If he did see a contender, they'd probably, you know, cough up a little extra dough and get the deal done. But they're not at that point yet, so it doesn't make sense to spend that guaranteed money on a running back. Thanks for taking the call. All right, Corey. Thanks for the call. Yeah, you're right. That's part of it. Is that's part of it as well. But can I be honest with you, Corey? I still don't know that he would do 24 million. And even if he did 24 million, would he guarantee 12, 13? 14 million? I don't think he would. And so while we're focused on, and rightfully so, because the franchise tag kind of gives us the bottom line here, right? I still, multiple guaranteed money, that's the biggest holdup in this whole thing. How much are you guaranteeing for how many years? That's the big holdup. So uh, let's say, as you said, $22 million. Let's say it's $10 million this year and $12 million next year for the tag. That's $22. But let's say that Saquon says, well, okay, I want a three-year deal uh, for numbers, just for numbers' sake. $30 million for three years. He didn't ask for that, but I'm just throwing it out there. $30 million for three years, but I want 18 guaranteed. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. For, they're not going to do that for that position. It's just not. And and even if they were picked to win their division and coming out of the e, uh, coming out of the NFC, I still don't think they would give him guaranteed money upwards of close to twenty million. I don't see it. 
Not the running back position. Not going to happen. Adams and Wayne. What's up, Adam? Hey, Larry. Hey, Larry. What's going on, man? Everything's um, good, man. What's up? So, so here's my thoughts on it. It's like it's really tough from Joe Shane's perspective because, one, you figure, okay, this guy's the face of your franchise. How's he going to look in the locker room if we don't give the guy money who deserves it, who's the, face of, the short-term face of your franchise, who's doing all the right things and saying all the right things, and we're telling the rest of the locker room, hey, you know what? This guy's doing everything correctly. He's the guy. But you know what? We're not going to compensate him appropriately. But on the other hand, like you've been saying, it's like it's really hard to justify paying a running back when guys in the fourth, fifth round are getting it done because ultimately it comes up to the guys up front who, who determine the success of a running back, the guys on the O-line. Um, it's really hard to justify, but I can see both perspectives. It's it's weird because the running back position is devalued, but yet the running backs who excel are the ones who are multifaceted and who can receive out of the backfield, block, and run in between the tackles. And Saquon fits that mold. So mm-hmm. they're multifaceted. They bring value to an offense unlike any other position, yet as a whole collectively, both from a fan base perspective and the front office perspective, running backs are more devalued than ever. It's really, really hard. It, from Joe Shane's perspective, and I'm a Giants fan and a pretty diehard one, mm-hmm. I look at it and go, oh, he made all the right decisions. He played this correctly. He did all the right things. But then also I, I look at it and I go, man, like Saquon's, Saquon's, if there's anybody who deserves it, it's Saquon, mm-hmm. you know? So it's really tough. There's not really a right answer to this. I think it's really, really tough to determine, okay, like the Giants did the right thing or the Giants did the wrong thing. It's just there's no right answer. If there's anybody who deserves it from a running back position perspective, it's Saquon. Do we not agree with that? There's no question, Adam. Thanks for the phone call. And you're right. There's no right or wrong answer. But here's the thing. If you're Joe Shane, your job, is to put your team in the position for success where they get better and better every year. And to do that, you have to make some hard decisions. You're looking at a running back. In a who you're looking at Saquon Barkley, who who has represented you great. The fans love him. He's produced when healthy. Missed some games. That's in the back of your mind. But he's produced. Last year, your first year here, he was major. He produced for you. But your job is to look to see ahead. From a business standpoint, business, Joe Shane putting this team together. I can't spend any more money than the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. Now, clearly... And once again, I don't know. The rumors are out. Saquon says no. Reports were out that they offered him a deal that he turned down earlier that was more money. I don't know. I don't know. Saquon says that didn't happen. But it was reported that it was, that they did. But nevertheless, here we are right now. If I'm Joe Shane, I'm looking at this, I'm saying, this is tough. I like the kid, but... I have, this is my slot for this guy. I could actually be better roster-wise this year and have a worse record because my record is a little tougher. My schedule is a little tougher than it was last year. 
Philly is a Philly is a Super Bowl contender again. They were there last year. Dallas, the Giants continue to have issues with them. I don't know. So right now, unless things change, you're looking at number three in your division. Doesn't mean you doesn't mean you can't get a playoff spot. Doesn't mean you can't get a wild card spot. Okay, extra playoff spot. But you know you're not in the running to come out of the East. And I want Saquon on the team. It's not like they didn't want him on the team. They didn't cut him. They want him on the team. They just want him at their price. They understand that they need him on this team. They understand his importance. They understand how he works well with Daniel Jones. They understand that he is a major factor on this team for their price because he's a running back. We'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Sal's in Brooklyn. What's up, Sal? Good afternoon or good evening there, Larry. How are you? I'm doing great, Sal. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, my man. Here's, here's my thing. If everything yes. is about economics, which everybody's talking about economics, it doesn't pay uh, Shaquan even play this year. Let him sit out so he loses 10. Next year, he comes in at 12. So it's actually losing $8 million, not $10 million for this year. If he plays this year and gets hurt, he loses next year. So it don't pay for him to play, get hurt, and not make money. Where next year he plays, he don't get hurt. And then he can still work on another two- or three-year deal somewhere else to make, to make up that, that other 8 or $10 million to get him to the to the 18 or 20 million that he wanted guaranteed. You, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. semantics, man. And it's how you sit with it and play with it. Play and get hurt, you lose 12 million. Don't play, sit out, play next year, get your 12, and now you're free from any kind of franchise tag, and then you can move forward, sign a $6 million, $7 million deal, and then you just prove yourself that way. I mean, it, it, it's a shame on the Giants that they just couldn't find this kid money, number one, and they just went the opposite way. They chose to give Daniel Jones the money and not put the franchise on him where he would have been at 30, 32 million and you had Saquon money and they just chose not to go out that way. I get it. I understand it. But I think they just mishandled this one. That's all. We'll see. Their record's not going to be where they think they're going to be. And uh, they're just going to save it for draft picks next year. But if I'm, if I'm Saquon, later for that. I'll sit out. I'll play next year. And then I'm free after next year. And then I can go do what I got to do. I hear you, Sal. Thanks for the phone call. I just, and I know everybody's situation is not going to be like Le'Veon Bell. But when you saw how Le'Veon Bell was just not even close to the same play when after he sat out. And you could say, well, Larry, you know, <laughs> Adam Gase's offense wasn't exactly, you know, an award-winning offense in the National <laughs> Football League, you know, after the first 15 plays. That's right, Joe. And he and you know what? What's funny? I don't think Gase even wanted Le'Veon Bell. So he didn't even, you know, he didn't even script anything for him to to take advantage of the fact that he had him. It's always a gamble when you sit out a season, and for an NFL player, you don't get that year back. It's it's, I understand in theory what you're saying financially, but you know, it doesn't always work for guys. It really doesn't always work, Sal. It, it's it's a big gamble. It's a big gamble. Steve's in Queens. What's up, Steve? Yeah, Larry. How you doing? I'm 
doing great, Steve. What's going on, man? Listen, uh, if I was Saquon Barkley, I'd go to practice. I'd straight out do what I got to do. Go in the first five games, try to put the biggest numbers I could put up on the board, and then walk into the office and say, you going to sign me now? Mm-hmm. And if they say no, we can't do it, we can't do it. I got four more fingers. Yeah, I hear you, Steve. Um, but see, then again, if he does something like that, you know, then that hurts him next year. So it's it's um, it's a tough situation for the running backs, man. I'm just telling you, it's a tough situation. You know, uh, if you sit out, you're not guaranteed that money the following year. You know, there's no guarantees that you know, even if you play well. If the franchise tag is twelve million, if the franchise tag is twelve million, you know, where, are you going to get that? Who's going to give that to you? Are you sure the Giants are going to give it to you? I mean, I don't know. I I don't know where, considering the running backs who are out, and I've said it over and over again. For those of you just joining us, there's a number of running backs who are looking for work right now, who are asking for less than Saquon. Less, because it's about the guaranteed money. So when you look at salaries, it's not just about the salaries. It's how much of that salary is guaranteed. Because, let's be honest, NFL contract is like, if it's not guaranteed, it's not guaranteed you're going to get it. <laughs> and they can say goodbye to you tomorrow. You know, Ezekiel, i tell you about that. Joe's in Jersey. What's up, Joe? Hey, Larry. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm doing good, Joe. What's happening? I just wanted to pick your brain. I had a quick thought about uh, another caller spurred on about he's talking about guaranteed contract. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of wanted to extrapolate that out for a moment, if you'll allow me. Uh, I was thinking to get these guaranteed contracts, the only way the players are going to be able to break the owners is to is to strike and cancel the season. And yeah, therein lies, like, the big problem because yeah. you have – 90% of the players making, you know, league minimum or close to that. Right. So you're basically asking most of the players to make a sacrifice for something that they're never going to reap any of the benefits of. They'd be making a sacrifice for the players to come after that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely So my, right. that's the problem, and I see that there's not, not a way to break the owners. However, a solution I thought to that would be if if players want to be left with a legacy, something that they did for the game, you know, the great players, the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, so on and so forth, why don't those players who are making most of the money put up some of their money to form like an emergency fund for the union and with the idea that once a, once football resumes, they'd get paid back their money, you know, some kind of escrow account. And in that way, that's the only way to break the owners, to cancel a whole season and to force them to actually lose money in their pocketbooks. You know what's interesting about that, Joe? I remember, and thanks for the phone call, I remember talking to some players where the Players Association was trying to prepare them and asked players to put money aside. So for guys, for team, you know, for players who don't make a lot of money, to put a, a strike fund aside for them. And I spoke to a couple of players, and a number of them said players didn't want to do it. These are players who were player reps, said they spoke to players, and players really weren't interested in doing that because they didn't didn't really didn't want to strike. And so when you're dealing with a position like this, 
where, as you correctly mentioned, 90% of the, of the big salaries are with the top five, five to 10% of the, you know, of, of, of the players, there's no leverage. And until they can, and until the union can get them to get that strike fund and how long that strike fund is going to go, you know, it's, it's not going to work. The players association would have to decide what is it. And listen, when we start talking about extra games, there is a, there is a, there's something that the players could try to get in return for that, right? There's always something. Okay, it's a negotiation. So if the league wants something, the players will want something in return for that. And I don't know that the players are ready to go that far. And as far as guaranteed contracts are concerned, I mean, in a perfect world, listen, the NFL players would love to be like basketball players where your salary is guaranteed. You're out. You're, you're guaranteed. Everybody, guaranteed. But in a sport that's 100% injury prone, okay, where every game somebody gets hurt, injured, I mean, teams would go back. Insurance would go bankrupt. So they're not going to do that. So that's why they really pick and choose what positions that you get that money for. And it's sad because the running back position is a position that takes a lot of punishment. But once again, you get these kids coming out of college right now, ready to go. I can draft two or three running backs. Okay. And I'll pay them for the for five years before I get to the option year, I may not have to pay them. I don't have to pay them 10 million combined. Combined. And they just keep, they just keep churning it up. Speed churning it up. I can run them and run them and run them. And then when I see they're slowing down or they, uh, they want to get, or they're up for money and I don't want to pay them, draft me two more. And just keep going and going and going. Is it fair? No. Is it business? Mm-hmm. Nothing personal. It's the business of the position in the National Football League. I mean, think about it this way. Why do teams try to win with their young quarterbacks before they have to pay them a lot of money? Why do they? Because they know a really good quarterback is going to take up a big amount of your salary cap salary. It's going to take a huge amount. Guaranteed. Huge. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN.